Thanks for joining us for episode three. This week in our catch-up, we reflect on the past week of events and talk about a couple of little things to look out for that are coming up, with a small discussion on the concept of maturity. Following this, we have a Q&A with Dr. Vincent Perry. For those of you who don't know who Vincent Perry is, Vincent, or Vinny, is a Brisbane-based drummer, record producer, and avid collector of vintage instruments and recording gear. Vincent draws his musical inspiration from the house bands of the 1960s recording industry, and he is currently a full-time lecturer at JMC Academy, where he teaches music units. He has also previously taught units in the audio and entertainment business management departments. And along with his academic commitments, Vincent has previously performed the roles of manager and drummer for the corporate-slash-wedding ensemble Radio Club Band. We'd like to welcome and thank Vinny for being a guest on the podcast. Welcome yeah. back to Up to Date B and E. To my left we have Mr. Lemons. To my right we have Cass. <laughs> and to my my on the right. On the roof. On the roof. Visiting us from up on the roof. We have Mr. E who has disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll, roll, roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So, what's on the itinerary there? Oh, actually, I have a topic. <laughs> How'd the um the screening go? It was insane. Honestly, was it- there was a lot of people that came out to support. Uh, we filled about eighty seats, and I had to go look look for more. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, we had food. Um, Uther put a lot of effort and time in, and we had a lot of a lot of friends help set up as well. So it was really good, and we got it done. There was a couple technical issues with the um, you know projector and stuff, but we got that fixed, and um, it turned out to be quite great. It was a great response from everyone um, as well. Uther did a f- phenomenal job. Um, same with Chris Shaw and Zach Sullivan. They did uh, absolutely fantastic. Their films are stunning, honestly stunning. Awesome. And um, you know, it, it, a lot of people, um, you know, f- felt a bit, you know, because like, a lot of the films and stuff like, uh, well, f- for example, Uther's one is comes from a personal place. So, you know, there were some people that sort of got hit in the feels a bit. And um, no, it was a beautiful night, honestly. Um, yeah, it was it was great, and um, it should be out soon on YouTube, um, and entered in a few um, film festivals. Yes, yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah. That's, is that going towards the Martini Awards, or is that a different? Or is that your film? Yeah, no, no, so that that's 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 the one that's nominated for the three awards at wow. Martini's. Yeah, um, Zach Sullivan's film is also nominated, and so is uh, Chris Shaw is also um, nominated for cinematography as well. Thank you. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. Oh. Seems like there's a lot happening with the film, and then there's nothing with audio. Well, there is the cassette awards. What's the cassette awards? The cassette awards are for people to submit music and stuff. Okay, so that's more music students, isn't it? It's music and audio. If you make music as an audio student, Mark, we got to get onto it. Yeah, you guys definitely should. They, I have seen that. Yeah, they're they're posted all around the place. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about uh, mix comp, JMC mix comp <laughs> audio students. Yeah, for audio students. Yeah. 
and get along to audio hour as well that we have every Wednesday between 12 and 1 p.m. That's lunch break, free sausage sizzle. Yo. How did we go with the platform today? Did we get any um, anything today from there? Platform is a, a time slot that music students can come in on Mondays to the auditorium and perform and get feedback for their performances oh. of music. And it's also an opportunity for audio students to get in and set up the sound. I was What's like, that noise? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. I'm going to okay, confiscate sorry. that. No, it's my stomach. What? The, the chair. Oh, the chair? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, the I think it's more so you get more experience mixing in a live sound situation rather than a studio-based. So that's beforehand, so you rock up before the actual... I think 11.30, I reckon. Whenever. Ah, because, yeah, I rocked up at 12... 12 when it I think the started, I think the earlier that earlier you're there and you talk to Rico yeah, straight away. Yeah, you get away, there before there. they start performing. That's ideal, obviously, because right. then you can help mic them up and get the sound. Yeah, exactly. And I've <laughs> got a, I'm got a question right for everyone, right? So, Brilliant. I was on a call with some of my mates last night, and we were talking about maturity wow. and how that. No, it's a, it's an important topic. Cass. Yeah, I'm He's ready. Off I'm ready for it. Oh, you know what? She's out of the conversation. <laughs> so, maturity, right? Mark, how would you? Define maturity in your mm. eyes. I'm going to go around the circle here. I'm not involved, but Yikes. Mark, go around the circle. Maturity yeah. is uh, awareness of uh, people around you, your environment, not just yourself, other people's needs. It's a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of things to drag into maturity. Maturity is every time you're awake. There you go. So situational based. In per se, or yeah, subject-based. Situational-based, environmental-based, even with the individuals that you're with. Did <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you hear that in the mic? In the <laughs> Not really, but oh, yeah, I think God. so. I think what? so. Um, okay. You, wait, what? I just burped, that's all. <laughs> we're, leaving, we're leaving that in, though. <laughs> Dom, no, we're spitting facts. No, no, we're, I mean, leaving, <laughs> we're leaving it. We're leaving it. We're leaving it. Um, Dom, Dom, how would you just define maturity? Well, that's a good question. Um, like in your own eyes, like just doesn't have to be like a word for word answer. Like it doesn't have to be descriptive, but how yeah. would you define maturity in your own way? Well, I think it would be sort of, if I could best describe it, it like from my own sort of understanding and view on it, um, would be someone who is not, who's sort of, the sort of ego and childlike sort of behavior about and view of the world is sort of not as thing and they understand people a lot more they you know they're more responsible and they they own their shit. so like mm. it's conversational between people is that what you're trying to say a conversational um because that's the thing. Like, I've met I've met mature people who are like 15 and they're more mature than like 30 40 year olds that I know so you know, I guess it's just like a bit of luck of the draw. Like, you know, I think I think experience in, in life and like different experiences can have a big effect on that. You know, how they were raised, how those mm -hmm. certain things as well can have a effect on that. Um, but in, in saying that, like I, I know people that were raised in terrible environments and they went down that path. But I know people that were raised in terrible environments that like own businesses and they from a young age, like they they work hard, they want to get away from that, shit, you know. So yeah, I exactly. think that's where the maturity sort of comes in, is that realization of life instead of. It's like past experiences in a way. Yeah, yeah, 
like how you go through life day to day, yeah. and what you do with it. I know like a lot of rich people it. that are also like very immature. Yeah. So, yeah. Cass, how would how would you define it? Uh, maturity. Uh, <laughs> maturity. <laughs> yeah, try. You try. Okay, so anyway, for maturity, I think it's dependent on a heap of things and I would only be like extending on like what Mark and Dom have said, which is like it's like contextually dependent upon situations and things. Like sometimes maturity in one place might not be maturity in another place. And then as well what Dom has said about how – then there's different types of maturity. Like, you know, there's like literally physical maturity – and then there's mental and emotional and all that stuff. So, mm. um, there's a lot of variables. Yeah, I yeah. Guess that's there, there identifying is. The, the factors, but I don't know how I would define it. Is yeah, similarly like an awareness and how you confront your situations in a way that is responsible or appropriate to the people around you in a given situation. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no I, it's I definitely valid. Agree, yeah. it what, definitely did, valid. what conclusion did you guys arrive at for that? We didn't actually come to the conclusion because we all had different sort of views, but we understood everyone's different views. Mm. Like one of us is like it's based on like how they act and what they do in their day to day lives, and then mm. after dark, <laughs> they act different around those people. Exactly. So I think it's dependent on the environment you're yeah. with. Yeah. All right, well, on, on today's Q&A with UpToDate, we have Mr. Vincent Perry or Vinny. Or Vincenzo. Or Vincenzo. Well, sometimes Dr. Vincent Perry. There you oh. go. There's that one as well. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> All right, let's go. First question. What inspired you to start playing and making music and what made you want to become a musician? Oh, good question. Um... So there is Polaroid evidence of me playing ice cream containers with chopsticks. So That's awesome. So my mum yes. called it as, before I even turned one in nappies that I was going to be a drummer. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I can pinpoint exactly it was the VHS. It was Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, uh, <sighs> listening to that soundtrack and singing along with Lauren Hill. Oh, um, yeah, yes. I got obsessed with the idea of being in a band. I didn't yeah. realise I wanted to be the drummer in a band, but I like the idea of... Um, music making and particularly soul music. I fell in love with soul music and that would have been 1993, oh, four. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. I went and seen Sister Act, both of them in the theatre when I was a child. I believe you. Yeah. How did you feel when Lauren Hill was like singing oh, in the last awesome. chorus? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, when um, Whoopi Goldberg was flying through the air, that was... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a kid, I think she was my favourite like uh, person in that movie. She's, al- she's almost a superhero in my well, childhood. Well, she was, yeah. Yeah. Think about it. She yeah. was like a nun, but she could sing. Super nun. She had like two identities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you like most about playing music? I like the... And, and this answer directly relates to why lockdown was so hard. I like the human interaction of music. Mm. I like the push and pull. I like the... Um, I like the audience engagement and one of the things we were missing even when we were making beats and music in lockdown is we didn't have the, the response from, from an audience and I miss the, the, the bromantic moments that happen yeah. on stage between other musicians and the thing that I love which is ensemble dynamic. That's, yeah. that's, that's what yeah. I love most about yeah. music. 
So wow. just the social part of it all. Yeah, but it goes past that. It's it's uh, and I don't want to get too um, spiritual about it, but there there is a there is a flow and a zone that musicians go oh, to when they're together, and it, it, for that three minutes and forty three seconds, they're yeah. tracking a song. They're there, and it gets captured for forever. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but the yeah, the brief moment of heaven. Yeah, that yeah. record of time yeah. that we mm. we really enjoy. So yeah. that's what that's what I love most about music. Yeah, for sure. I can. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's that's awesome. Do you have any hobbies outside, or sorry, hobbies or interests outside of music? I certainly do. I'm, um, as I found out, a very passionate Origin supporter, like one of your hosts, yep. Queensland. I'm 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 the most one-eyed Queensland. I was going to say Bogan, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm so. Patriotic. I would bleed for Queensland if oh, wow. if, yes. if Billy Same. Slater asked me to be on the bench and I could be the nineteenth man. Mm. I would I would happily do it and and happily be put in the hospital. Same. Um, <laughs> I, I love sport. I've always loved sport. Awesome. I played Aussie rules as a kid for ten years because yeah. I had a father from Victoria. But um, I love my English Premier League. I I'm absolutely obsessed with the round bowl game. Um, I used to play futsal, but I I stopped because my wife was too sick of picking me up from. The hospital because I kept getting concussed. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, I used to play on. without glasses and I used to play in goal and I got concussed a few too many times. And actually, there was a week wow. I was teaching here at JMC concussed and I didn't realise it until the Wednesday, and I got concussed on the Monday. So I had to ha- I had to very unhappily give up futsal. So oh, my, my my kicking days are over. Wow! Um, they don't have helmets for that. Well, you know, you don't wear no, helmets. I, I know, I, I know. But but I don't think you're right. <laughs> to, to give it up, that's so sad. Could you, anyway. could you not wear, um, <laughs> what are the things that you put in your eyes? Goggles. No, they're like um, on your eyeball itself. Oh, you can't contacts. wear contacts. You can't no. wear contacts. I mean, no. you could wear contacts, but if I get hit in the head still, I, I could get, I'll get concussed. Yeah, you'll still get concussed. That's I'd true. have to wear some sort of head protection. And Fair enough. I used to play football as well. Yeah. Like, I've never seen... Never personally seen someone get smashed in the head. Never seen the games, I guess. Yeah, I put the games. Well, like I was saying, when if Billy Slater was to call me up, I put my body on the line. If, the team <laughs> played, if my team's down 14-0, I will try to stop that 15th goal. Oh, yeah. Take my head. True, true. That's the love and you know, pride yeah. I take in my you know, teamwork. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Right. Just give Fair me enough. one job, Billy. Oh, that's awesome. Take it, Cleary. Yep. <laughs> I'll play, I'll play I think I think the one job is to score more points than the other team, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah, as well. You take out Nathan Cleary and they still win. Like we should have took someone else out then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, which instrument is your favourite to play and why? Oh, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It'd be the drum kit. The drums. Yeah, I played drums for twenty-seven years. Oh, How, that being said, my two favourite musicians equally are both piano players. Mm. Um, and I'm pushing my son, like he's hinting at wanting to learn the piano. Mm. If I could reinvent myself and be reborn as a musician, I'd probably be a piano player. Oh, oh cool. Same. Yeah. I've just, yeah, piano's awesome. I would love to learn the piano, but I've, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do it. Shout out to the piano and piano players. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a piano is always so, like a good instrument to maybe start learning on as well. Absolutely, and a very wise man here in Brisbane, a gentleman by the name of Dan Walsner, who's a song musician, he said it's the bird's eye view of the band. So if, you, if you've got an understanding of those 88 keys, then you can kind of understand every job of mm. every tonal range of every instrument. Oh, wow. Totally, because it, it, 
it yeah it takes up the frequency. Thing. Yeah, it covers every instrument. Yeah. Wow. And if you play it in a particular way, you cover every instrument mm-hmm. in the orchestra or the contemporary band. So well, it really yeah. is the – I reckon it's the ultimate instrument. Yeah, like the main part of every – would you say it's the main part of every song? Um, I reckon you could play any song on a piano. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mind you, you could probably say the same thing about guitar, but there's probably more yeah. range on a piano. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like how the percussion would occupy like the well, the kick drum and stuff would occupy the lower range and the rhythm side of the piano and then the middle range is like vocals and everything and then mm. the top range is... Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was too... Um, no, 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 no. That was too no. specific. As a pianist, no, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's why that question's in there. Yeah. We were um, so close to setting you up with like a snare and a cymbal so you could just be like... I'll do my own punchlines. Yeah, I thought it was Yeah. Which qualities do you think make a great musician? Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna try to I think it's a broad term. Yeah, but I'm going to like zoom in okay. on that word. Um, and in the world of working musicians, yeah. the qualities are someone that's reliable, someone that's punctual, mm. someone that dresses the part, someone that learns their effing part. Um, <laughs> um, good hang is generally being part of being a musician. Um, a great listener. I think like in in any sense, you have to be a really good listener. Mm. What does that mean? It means being able to hear what someone else is doing and leave space for them. Is that the hang thing that you said? Yeah, but hang is sort of the outside of the music making. You have to be someone that people want to be around. Oh, good vibes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, good okay. vibes. Yeah, yeah. okay, yes. Yeah, but in a musical sense, if, if, if you were oh, riffing on a guitar yeah. and I was playing over the top of you, I'm not really communicating. Oh, cool. So the ability to like listen to what you're putting down, leave space, and then when you give me the opportunity to talk, then I do my thing. So I, I think that's that. pretty universal in music. You have to be a good listener. Mm. Um, and, and understand that it's a conversation, not, not a battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, a, yeah. Not, not a battle. And yeah. Unless it is a battle, which in which cases, most cases, it's not. I think that's a really Hollywood, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> so you think you can dance kind of view on music, yeah. and, and, and and music really. I've I've never seen music as a competition. I see it as a as a community. Yeah. So if you don't allow other people to talk, so to speak, in inverted commas, then you're you're overdoing it. Yeah, and, cool. you, and you're not being musical. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I didn't really think of it that way, to be honest. That's just how I remember. It's like maybe it was just the inexperience and stuff, having like a little high school band with my friends and we just keep continually turning ourselves up and like, you know what I mean? It's like oh, that yeah. little wall because we hadn't just figured out how to kind of like, yeah, it's like communication but within music in a way. So. Describe in your own words the creative process when you make your own music. Yeah, good question. Um, I almost never, like almost never make music on my own. I would say that making music, the process for me would be to start off with an uh, absolutely raw concept. So it could be a melody. It could be, um, it could be eight lines of a rhyme. Um, it could be a chord progression. It could be a riff and not overplay that. And try to break things down to, I generally measure music in two to three sort of layers. So if there's a melody, I'll probably instinctively, because I'm a drummer, provide a beat that will create some sort of style and vibe. And then I'll start flashing it out. So then I'd be picking some sort of harmonic instrument to expand upon it. And then everything else is kind of bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, most guitarists will play a guitar riff with a rhythm in mind, kind of implying what a drummer and a bass player should be doing. Yeah. So you'll be, I find 98 to 99% of the time when I'm involved in a songwriting process, someone has come to me with an idea yeah. and I can already kind of read between the lines of what they're putting down 
and that I know as a as a associate musician or as a drummer or as a as a accompanying musician, what would be um, tasteful to accompany that particular idea. Yeah. So very rarely has someone's come to me with a blank piece of paper and said, "Make some music." That very rarely happens. It's generally there's I've got this song idea, and I happen to be a member of a band or producing a group that's got a concept and them helping them flesh out or arrange the song. So. Um, very interesting question. I yeah. think if, if I was to start with something completely pure and I love doing this is just writing um, a, a concept or a theme for the day and writing eight lines, you know, four rhymes and then there's a chorus and then I work backwards and then maybe write a verse and a yeah, pre-chorus. Cool. And so that, ugh, there's a million ways to, to, what's the phrase, to skin a cat. Yeah. Not that I recommend yeah. you do that. but no. um, <laughs> To all you cat skinners out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there, and, and to be honest, there's no right way to do it either. If you had to listen to one genre of music for the rest of your life, what would it be? Easy, soul music. I had a feeling I was 100%. Say that. But, you know, like I, I spent six years studying soul music when I was doing my postgraduate studies. If I was going to be sick of it, it would be by now. Mm. Um, yeah. But soul music, I reckon it, the day I die and they bury me six feet under, it'll be a, probably a Marvin Gaye song or something. And yeah. I love Four Motown tops. and I love soul so much that we named our firstborn son Marvin. So oh, cool. my commitment Excellent. to soul music is, yes. you know, it's marrow deep. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it came, I love soul music and that's the reason why I put that question in is, you know, just to <laughs> dwell into your mind a bit. But yeah, just from your grandma, just from um, my grandma, no, actually, I, I listened to it as a child. That's why it's ingrained. Oh, right. So soul music for me, it just takes me back always. I love it. Love the soul music. Yo, you know how music takes you to a Absolutely. connection in life yeah. and that. That's that's why I chose soul music. As you know, what would you choose, Mr. Lemon, as yours? Yeah, you answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I just listen to like a lot of everything now. Like it can be like occasionally I can listen to like a really slow, mellowed out uh, guitar riff, or I can go to some hardcore screamo. To be fair, screamo has to be done in a very. You're gonna do screamo for infinity. It's, it's gotta. It's gotta be <laughs> a specific like. It's gotta be a specific way it's done. Like I feel like there are definitely some songs out there um, that are done pretty well, um, involving like the screamo aspect. Sure. But then there's other ones where it's like just doing metal per se, where it's just uh, sort of thing the entire time. And I just can't listen to it. If I was gonna pick one, it'd be rock. Simply like punk rock or just rock. I just, this is what I grew up with. Sure. This is, yeah. Cass. Cass. <laughs> Cass. Cass. I struggle with this. Um, maybe like, I guess if I could pick one genre, then that gives me like a huge realm to work with anyways. So I can't, I would just say like R&B, rhythm and blues. That's a good sure. cover all yeah. for now and all the way back. Forever. Yeah. How do you think you would solve problems mm-hmm. if you were on Mars? Mm. Am I allowed to study The Martian before? Like, am I allowed to watch the, the Matt Damon movie before I? Yes. I guess that's one of yes. the ways. Um, I, I would solve a problem on Mars like I would solve a problem on Earth. And that would be to, first and foremost, write it down. Break it up into small chunks. Then work out what chunk I could accomplish first. Okay. And then chunk by chunk, I would work through the problem. And if I need be, I would phone in home to 
Space Command, whether that be in Houston or here in Brisbane. And I wouldn't be too afraid to ask for help. But I'd, I'd just do that, like my normal problem-solving skills and look at the problem on paper and draw it out. And even after you... Am I allowed some like felt tip pens to brainstorm? <laughs> you're, you're stuck on Mars. With no tools. You have a rocket ship that's broken down. Do I have a pen and a paper? You- we'll give you a I'm stick. I'm would be on a, to, on a rocket ship. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if not, there's a stick and a, some dirt. Well, the stick and the dirt or the pen and the paper, that's how I'd solve the problem. Mm-hmm. I like what attempt to solve the problem? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Good question. One. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of garden gnomes? What do I think of garden gnomes? Yeah. Uh, I think they are. They've got a vibe. I mean, we mm. we still buy them, don't we? Well, not me, but people still do. Yeah, yeah. There's I, definitely a market for if it. If garden gnomes make you happy, and that's where you get your tranquility, go for gold. Yeah. And many philosopher has said all you need is a garden and a library and that's it. If said garden has to have a, a garden gnome to protect the garden, then I support it. Totally. Protect it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be a tree, any tree, Ooh. what kind of tree would you be and why? There is a tree in the United States in... Um, the famous Yellowstone National Park, which is called General Sherman, and apparently it's the tallest tree and oldest tree in the world. I'd be that tree. In the world. Well, he did and, come and it's prepared. The, and it's, wow. the, it's the heaviest tree too. I, I believe it's – I could be wrong. It's four – four weighs the same as four whales. Like if they oh, were wow. to weigh it, it's, it's gigantic. It's called General Sherman. How like, what's the diameter? Well, if you watch Planet Earth the, and they, you watch the episode on trees, yeah. the first – scene is the climbing General Sherman wow. and this tree just keeps going further and further up. And the reason why I would want to be that tree is I'd like to be able to know that I've lived through time and I've seen yeah. saplings around me and seen the change in the landscape. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I'd be General Sherman. I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. I think, wow. I believe he's a redwood. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if he was a man, like, or if they are a man. A hardwood. Yeah. If they're a man, they've definitely got a very long beard by now. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming because General Sherman was a, a man, so that tree, I'd like to be that tree. Cool. Okay. I'm going to look this tree well, up. And when you do look it up, work out what it weighs in whales, because I think it's four. <laughs> I could be wrong. On the whale scale. The diameter is 11 metres, because yeah. that was my most important question, <laughs> for whatever reason. How much it weighs up. in whales? How much does a whale weigh? How much does a whale weigh? How much... It, uh, that does. That's the question of the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phone in with your answer, please. <laughs> um, I kind of cheated with that question because a lot of the books I'm reading at the moment, a lot of the analogies relate to trees and their resilience and that's how awesome. they need to grow their their roots really deep to be resilient against the the forces of nature. And so I really love trees. I used to paint trees as a kid, so I, I really thought awesome. about trees a lot. I love trees. I do I, love trees. Yeah, I take photos of like the, you know, the mad haunting. Like the haunting trees yeah. that you see just like out in the middle of the paddock, the real big. Yeah. And they look just like they should be in Sinister. Or, or in, you can't pe- do movies or, or horror movies, which is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? The horror movie trees, especially at sunset or sunrise. Mm. Yeah. Did, did you look up General Sherman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trunk of it alone weighs nearly 1,400 tonnes. And in comparison... <sighs> This is roughly equivalent to 15 adult blue whales. Okay, so I was off by that 11 whales. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just the trunk. That's the trunk. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'd be General Sherman. Not not to say that I want to be the big 
redwood but but it's yeah it's more than that it's i just remember story. watching planet earth and being like wow that is an amazing tree yeah that, what if that tree could tell stories oh 100 yeah it, it just imagine if rock and robin was up on top of that tree top mm-hmm. yeah man He's i'm sure rocking. there's a song on that i'm sure there's yeah. a song on that. <laughs> um, are you a hunter or are you a gatherer ah i would certainly be a gatherer to elaborate yeah I'm, i've recently become a parent so i i see my role and just by the by i've never seen myself as a hunter maybe mm. in a football sense when i was on on the football field and yeah. being the, the the five foot nothing taken on the six foot four ball, <laughs> ball you know the, yeah. back in the afl days i would have had to be a hunter yeah but i i've i've gotten soft in my my very early middle age um i gather you know what i gather i gather wisdom Ooh. You can't hunt wisdom. You can gather wisdom. That's yes. greatest power of True. all. So yes. I would definitely be a gatherer. If you had to choose one superpower, yeah, what would it be? I'd like the ability to not have to sleep. Mm. True. I like it. I'd like not to say that I don't get enough out of my sixteen to eighteen hours that I'm on the awake. But if I didn't have to sleep, I could read more. Yeah. And I could spend more time with my family. I could just be have more life. Yeah, leisure time yeah. things. Not too. to say that I don't like dreaming either, but yeah. I would I would be I'd have this the super ability to not have to sleep. Yeah, you can still sleep and enjoy that, but you don't have to. Mm, maybe that one. That's a good one. No, awesome. gun to my head it would be that one. Well, wow. yeah, that's that's um I never expected that. Yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah. I think it's good to that's be able cool. to offer the thing. The freedom of the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if you could be any animal, yep. which animal would it be and why? Mm. I watched um, Shark Fest on National Geographic last night mm-hmm. and I saw what an orca could do to a great white shark, but I wouldn't be an orca. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a misdirect. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was just impressive. <laughs> I'm just impressed by orcas. Um, I love whales. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> what animal would I be? If I wasn't a human, is that the question? Yeah. I got to pick an animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, ooh. So, Any and, animal in the world. There's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> there is. I'm going to go back to whale. Totally. Because I'd what love whale, to live. Um, a blue whale. A blue whale. I'd love, to, I'd love to be part of a pod and, and, and mm. swim gigantic distances of yeah. the ocean. Yes. And eat krill. It's all day, sing, all day. Sing all day. So loudly. <laughs> I'm thinking how many of me would weigh one General Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about you, Cass? What yeah. animal oh. would you be? Um, honestly, I probably also might have said whale or panda. Panda, <laughs> they're yeah. just so cute. Mr. Lemon. Honestly, my favorite animal in the world is a sloth, and I would love to be a sloth. <laughs> I love sloth. Have you seen Zootopia? No, I haven't. Yeah, there's a whole like. Department of uh, Transport that's just completely staffed by sloths. Oh, that is the slowest thing in the world. And that's the whole punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. E, did you, did you give us a... What's that? Oh, uh, don't know. Probably it's definitely going to be a condor oh. or, a, or a maybe yeah. an eagle. Yeah. An apex yeah. predator. Yeah, I or, forgot about those ones. <laughs> or the, uh, one day as a lion, rather than a thousand days as oh. a sheep. Or was it a hundred days as a sheep? How's that one? 
I don't know that. You're adage. telling the thing. Uh, yeah, it sounds great though. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, uh, Zach Rockefeller, that's one of his other bands is mm. One Day as a Lion. And it comes from a... You mean Zach Della Rocca? Della Rocca, yeah. yeah. Ro- what did I say? Rockefeller. Rockefeller, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Della Rocca, yeah, that's him. Uh, one Day as a Lion... Rather than a thousand days as a sheep, mm. I would rather live one day as a lion rather than a thousand days as a sheep. It's very yeah. deep. Cool. Yeah, I like mm. throwing that in there. That's awesome. Okay, this is the, the final question. Going back to the normal questions now. Great. This is a two-parter. Mm-hmm. What is the most valuable thing you have learned? The most valuable thing I've learned... Uh, there's a piece of advice, one of my favourite authors at the moment, Ryan Holiday. Um, it's actually my favourite book and I highly recommend that you read it. Um, the title of the book is The Advice and that is Stillness is the Key. So in every part of life, um, when there is a dilemma or a problem or an issue you're working through, be still, breathe, even if you have to meditate on that mm. thought, but stillness is the key to solving that problem. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, Did you say you practice that? 100%. Yeah. And, and that comes back to mindfulness. Yeah. Um, and it comes back to the stoic idea that uh, depression is worrying about things that have already happened. Anxiety is worrying about the things that are going to happen. You can really only control now. So just be here. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then the second part of the question is if you could give any piece of advice of your own, what would it be? I'll give you. I'll give you my piece of advice, and then I'll I'll share a bit of wisdom that I learned literally on the bus this morning. Yeah, that's perfect. That's Um, awesome. My best piece of advice, especially to everyone that's listening to this, that are in the creative arts, um, Mm. always start with discovering what your passion is, because without that, you have no compass. Um, And once you find out what your passion is, find out why you're doing that. Always start with why, and that's a Simon Sinek. Um, quote, you start with your why and you can find out how you're going to go about doing it and you're going to find out what you can learn from it. But if you don't start with your passion and then you don't start with your why, mm. you don't know where you're going. So a lot of it's got to do with, um, for, it's about finding internally what what is the thing that drives you, what's that flame inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are going back into how you were mentioning that you read a quote this morning. Oh, that absolutely. You thought was- on the bus. Yes, yes, and it's got to do with... Um, because we're all, you guys are studying at the moment. Yes. Yes, we're all like audio majors, and imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So this is a, this is a quote from the, the Art of Happiness, a handbook for living. And it says, although education is commonly acknowledged as an important in learning new skills or securing a good job, its role as a vital factor in achieving happiness is widely overlooked. Studies have shown that even purely academic education is directly linked to a happier life. Uh, numerous surveys have conclusively found that high levels of education have a positive correlation with better health and a longer life. In essence, all factors that can contribute to happier and healthy life. So in essence, be better educated, be better informed and know that your education mm. is not purely there to get you a job. It's there to make you a better person. Yeah. Great. 100%. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Was this a philosophy podcast? I forgot what we were doing. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's, just a it's a theme of the week. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Q&A. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's perfect. I feel like it's really on topic like with kind of things that we were talking about as well um, in the in our catch-up chat. So, yeah. It's it all uncanny plays in. that, isn't it? It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome how those things work as well. And no, I think it was really great insights, like really good. 
Thank you. Thank you for yeah. having me. Oh, Thank you, Vinny. Thanks, Thanks so much for Thanks being here. And for sharing your insights and, yeah, lots to think about. And you're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Can we talk about when we inevitably win the State of Origin? Can we, oh, to- we can. We can. Yeah. Yes, we can. I'll leave that to you guys. <laughs>